welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Cake Maternity. Cake Maternity is a designer of luxury maternity and nursing bras in a wide assortment of styles, sizes, and shapes to suit every body type. Uh, but we will hear more from our sponsor later. If you need anything, please head to our sponsor page at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And don't leave without checking our shop page because we have a lot of a lot of cool merch that we designed ourselves. And we're on Patreon. And we are very excited and we would love to have you there enjoying our exclusive content, which includes mini podcasts and tutorials, um, extra ad-free episodes and live streaming Q&As, a lot of um, other benefits as well. And you can check out each of the tiers of the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast Patreon by clicking the link in the notes under this episode, wherever you're listening from, just scroll down, there'll be a link there and you click it. And you can read all the different tiers and all the different things that we have there. We're very excited to be able to interact more closely with each of you. We do have um, patrons already in our community that we are hanging with and interacting with. Um, And our shout out, one of the benefits is a shout out. And that's going to happen right now. We have Elizabeth (laughs) P., Kristen W., Mackenzie C., Hannah, Sarah U., Sarah, Jessica M., Ellen A, Michelle, Kayla, Elia J S, and Kimberly D. So we hope to add your name to that list and you can come out and hang with us. And we're still hosting our ongoing giveaway of people who leave reviews on iTunes or other uh, podcast apps, wherever you're listening from. Everyone who sends us a screenshot of your review, will we will send you a Badass Breastfeeding Podcast sticker. And thank you for Nursing in Public goodie bag. Um, Nursing in pub. Thank you for nursing in public. Empowerment cards will be in the goodie bag. Um, you can email that to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail dot com. And Diane has our review of the week. Yeah, and this is from someone who says that this is her favorite <laughs> podcast. I am obsessed with all things breastfeeding, and these ladies provide all the latest research-backed scientific info with the perfect mix of wit, sarcasm, and straightforwardness to both inform and entertain their audience. Keeps me coming back weekly, and I just love listening to them during the longer car rides. Thank you for this podcast. I'm working to become a leader with La Leche League and seriously considering becoming an IBCLC in the future as well because of inspiring ladies like you. And I'm so excited about that. It's really cool. Um, I really hope you go through with it and do it if it's something that you want to do because we need people. I know I say that all the time, like, we need you. No, please. it's true. We yeah. need, and we need, you know, we need people with good information. That's what we need. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we are, I don't know if, I guess we could call us breastfeeding obsessed, like information wise and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that's um, our main thing we do. I know it's like all we do, but we might not sound excited about it because we've been doing it for 15 zillion years. But um, like if you listen to our episode last week about milk composition, it was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. You know, like because learning new things, which happens all the time, like I've been doing this a long time and I still learn new things all the time. And it is really um, it's really cool. It's really cool stuff. So. It's one of the reasons why it's like, you know, when I started in this field, that's what kept me coming around was because I was like, this is really interesting. Like the more you learn about it, it's really interesting. And there's always more to learn. 
There's always more. Yeah. And then when you consider like all the, all the places, like I had somebody that emailed the other day and she was like, I don't think I want to be an IBCLC, but I'd love to get into like policy reform. And oh my God, that's where you really need. That's where we need people. Like there is so much stuff that lactation support people can do. So, or breastfeeding support people. So, um, so yeah. So thank you so much for even considering that and for becoming a La Leche League leader and spreading the love and all the good info. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to learn new info today about mastitis. Cool. Everybody's favorite topic, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give a little background on this. Um, there is a new mastitis protocol. So, we have talked a couple of times about the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine. Um, we did a an episode recently about sleep. They did a really cool sleep presentation, you know, baby sleep, infant sleep presentation um, that we shared. And the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine is um, based off of doctors and, you know, other high level medical professionals who are also lactation professionals. So they have their own, you know, organization, whatever, but that's where our protocols come from. So breastfeeding protocols are just that they're protocols, right? Like they're not like, Oh my gosh, you have to follow it, but it is like kind of sets a standard for how we're supposed to practice. And they're open for anybody to look at. Like you can just Google a, you know, Academy of breastfeeding medicine protocols and all of the protocols will come up and they'll tell you how people are supposed to be handling your shit basically, right? So it's kind of good to know um, that if you feel like, I don't know, I got some information from my doctor. I don't know. I don't know if this was right. Like, I don't know, look on the protocol and see what you think. Uh, But a new mastitis mastitis protocol recently came out. Now, the thing that I cannot do is talk to you about the old mastitis protocol because they took it down already. So it I can't even compare the two that way. But the new mastitis protocol, which is in play now, um, it's had a little bit of pushback. And people were kind of like, like people in the lactation world were kind of like, what? Like, what? What? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Are you sure this is how we're supposed to, you know, treat this and all this stuff? So we're going to talk about it. And I have found, and then I can tell you like the things that I do with mastitis, not that what I do is always right, but I, I'm pretty much following the protocol in my own way. Um, but there is a lot, um, there's a lot of stuff in here that you might be like, that's absolutely not what I've heard to do when I get a plugged milk duct or when I get, you know, mastitis and stuff like that. So we're going to, we're going to talk about it and see, and Abby might even be like, what the F with some of this stuff too. So probably now one of the things that I do have too, which is kind of cool is La Leche League Canada, Canada. I'm going to put this in the show notes too. La Leche League Canada um, basically took the new protocol and um, simplified it to make it easier to follow because of course the the new protocol reads like a research article. And sometimes you're just like, you know, get to the point with some of these things. This is not what people need. People need to just know what to do. Right. And that's what the La Leche League of Canada, um, that's what they did. They kind of, you know, took it and they're like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what it really is. So I'm going to first... And that's what I couldn't find at first. When Abby and I first got out, I was like, oh my God, there's something I can't find. And it was the uh, one from Canada. So I found it. <laughs> so now I'm going to share it with the world. Um, all right. So first of all, I'm going to read to you what the new 
mastitis protocol. I mean, if you want to look it up, like I said, you can go right on ABM and, you know, look at the the new protocol. It's got like cool pictures and stuff in it too. So um, mastitis is a common maternal complication of lactation and contributes to early cessation of breastfeeding. In the past, mastitis has been regarded as a single pathology pathological entity in the lactating breast. However, scientific evidence now demonstrates that mastitis encompasses a spectrum of conditions resulting from ductal inflammation and stromal edema. So there is a lot, a lot of stuff that, um, go on that goes on here it says mastitis is inflammation of the mammary gland that most often presents in a segmental distribution of ducts alveoli and surrounding connective tissue so we know and basically what that means is like if you've ever had it or if you've ever heard anybody talk about it they usually say in right here in this part of my breast there's you know like or right here like there seems to be a certain area it's not like it's encompassing the entire breast there's a spot in the breast Mm-hmm. So one of the things that comes with it that we know is plugged milk ducts, right? Like that is one of the biggest things. So plugged milk, milk ducts is called like ductal, nar- ductal narrowing with plugged milk ducts. It's a term for microscopic ductal inflammation and narrowing that is related to alveolar distension and or mammary dysbiosis. I think I'm saying that right. Which all that is, is like a disruption in your microbiome. So it's just like, you know, what can cause a disruption in bacteria and things like that. So it is not necessarily a plug like we kind of, we talk about it like there's milk stuck there in the breast and that it's a plug, but it's not. What they're saying is it's it's inflammation in the breast tissue. It's inflammation in those, you know, in the milk ducts there in the breast tissue, which is causing the milk to not flow. So that is called like ductal narrowing, which kind of leads to people saying it's a plug, but it's really, mm. it's really not. Ducts in the breast are innumerable and interlacing and is not physiological or anatomically possible for a single duct to become obstructed with a microscopic milk plug. It should be noted that ultrasound studies documenting a small number of orifices approaching the nipple reflect limitations of radiographic images as compared with histological anatomy. Ductal narrowing presents as a focal area of induration or more globally congested breast tissue that is tender. So we know that they are, they can be painful. So we're going to talk about it here a little bit differently with the, what La Leche League says. So what they're saying here is the good news is that with supportive care, mastitis does get better and you can continue to breastfeed through it all. That is really important to continue to breastfeed throughout Mm -hmm. mastitis. That is really, really important. Mastitis usually starts with a simple inflammation in just one milk duct, which causes the duct to narrow, slowing down the flow of milk. This has often been called a plugged duct. Since there isn't really a plug, this term can be misleading. So that's, I think this is the most common thing. So this was one of the things that I really wanted to, um, I really wanted us to to focus on because plug ducts are pretty common and people really get worried about them when they happen, that they're going to lead to mastitis or it's going to lead to some other problems. And they really like take a lot of effort to get rid of this plug. 
And it's not. And when I was first starting as a lactation consultant, I also thought, and like a peer counselor, that it was a plug, like a plug plug. Like there's milk just stuck there, you know, like, oh, it's stuck. Um, But they're saying that this is not the case, that that's actually impossible, that it's inflammation that is narrowing, you know. And they say, too, that like sometimes that plug can lead to symptoms that are common with mastitis, but it's not actually mastitis. So according to them, people are being treated for mastitis with antibiotics unnecessarily the majority of the uh, time uh-huh. is kind of what, what they're saying, um, which is very interesting. And I have seen that happen where people will say to me, oh, I'm being treated for mastitis. I got mastitis. And I'll say, okay, you know, like what was happening? What happened? What was your symptoms? Um, And they'll say, well, I had a plug. And they'll call their OB or their midwife who will just call them in an antibiotic. There was no fever. There was nothing. Um, That I would say was probably not mastitis. But nobody ever looks at these people. You could just call it. That happened when I had mastitis. And I really like I had a lot of symptoms and stuff like that. But I remember calling the doctor and they just called in a prescription. Like they don't even see you. So that is um, probably an issue, you know, like they probably should see you. So what they're saying here, it can be misleading. Mastitis may also involve much larger area of inflammation in the breast tissue because that inflammation then, if you're getting like ductal inflammation, which is causing a plug, you're also going to see some redness in the breast. And that's what makes people freak out. They're like, oh my God, I'm going to get mastitis. And they get really, really nervous about it. Um, You may feel achy with fever, chills, rapid heartbeat, similar to having the flu. Sometimes this inflammation goes on to become a bacterial infection, which may require antibiotic treatment. Mastitis is not contagious. You don't need to routinely sterilize pump parts, pacifiers, or household items. Early treatment to reduce the inflammation can help you avoid an infection. All stages of mastitis are treatable. So let's talk about what you're supposed to do with this plugged milk duct. I'm almost wondering if we should take our break now because there's this is gonna this is gonna okay. really be a lot of it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Just, let's take our break. Okay. And we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cake Maternity. Cake Maternity is a designer of luxury maternity and nursing bras in a wide assortment of styles, sizes, and shapes to suit every body type. With, ever, with over 18 years' experience, Cake Maternity sets the standard in embracing and showing the realities of motherhood. With a no-photoshopping policy, Cake Maternity are taking it a step further by committing to show and share real stories and imagery of moms in their most raw and vulnerable moments. To help remove any stigma and encourage open sharing of the realities of motherhood. The campaign aptly titled We See You Warrior embraces and acknowledges all moms without judgment and encourages women to share an unfiltered moment as a mom on Instagram to build a community of supportive women. Check out the campaign on Instagram at Cake Maternity and check out their bras at CakeMaternity.com. That's Cake Maternity, cake like birthday cake. Use code BADASS15 for 15% off of your purchase. And today's sponsor and the promo code can be found in our show notes under this episode, along with our link to our Patreon and along with um, a link to uh, your 
very own lactation consultation with Diane. And it can all be found at Badass Breastfeeding Podcast as well, badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com rather. And uh, you will find there all of our other episodes and uh, also information about filling out. Getting into lactation consult- consultation with Diane. We have information in a lot of different places. Yes. It's in the show notes and, and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you can basically find all of the information. Yeah. You're basically getting an inside look at our brain because this is how it works. Yeah. It here we are. Everywhere. Well, let's just yeah. put this here and there and there and there. But it makes it easier <laughs> to find. <laughs> just to have it everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I want to say is in this, and we're going to talk about Break it down more, like I said, with the La Leche League um, information. Mm-hmm. But what they're saying here when it comes to ductal narrowing, which is that inflammation of the ducts, attempts to extrude a plug or milk by squeezing or aggressively massaging the breast are ineffective and result in tissue trauma. So what were we always told to do? We're always told to massage, right? Massage, yeah. Massage and get it out. And people really take a lot of, um, sometimes a lot of effort Mm -hmm. to the point where they're bruising their skin Mm -hmm. to try to get these plugs going when they're not really a plug. So what that does is that actually, according to this mastitis protocol, what that does is that actually makes it worse by doing a lot of that massaging will make it worse. If it's inflamed, you don't massage something that's inflamed. Like if you twist your ankle. You don't That's exactly what they say. Yeah. They say it's it's like you treat it like you would treat a, a sprained ankle. You're mm-hmm. not going to massage a swollen ankle. Yeah. So um, what they're also saying here is when ductal narrowing persists or worsens and surrounding inflammation progresses, inflammatory mastitis develops. Inflammatory mastitis presents as an increasingly edematous and painful region of the breast with systemic signs and symptoms such as fever, chills, and tachycardia. Tachycardia is at fast heart rate. Um, It should be emphasized that systemic inflammatory response syndrome may occur in the absence of infection. So you might get all of these things, but it's not an actual bacterial infection. So if you have you know, all of these, um, all of these symptoms, you don't need to go running to the pediatrician, not pediatrician, to your OB or to any, to your primary, whoever, and say, oh my gosh, I have all these symptoms. I need an antibiotic because it could be that you don't need an antibiotic. Antibiotics, I feel like are just thrown at us for all sorts of different things. That's true. That you might not need them for. So what they're saying here on La Leche League, and then we'll talk about how to like, deal with it. So nursing or expressing milk regularly following your baby's cues will help prevent the breast from getting overly full. One of the things that also causes a lot of this is hyperlactation or oversupply. That is a huge problem that we see with, you know, you get more plugs, um, you get more swelling, you get more, you know, problems when there is that whole like oversupply hyper they call it hyperlactation is the actual word for it but oversupply so um th- things will flow much easier if you keep your breast from getting overly full this is much easier if you keep the baby close to you there's no need to empty your breast beyond what your baby wants to drink so if you are like oh my gosh i'm just going to pump 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 
to get this milk out because often that's what you'll hear people tell you to do. Oh, you have mastitis, you have to pump, you have to pump all that milk out. No, what's actually going to happen is you're going to cause more problems because that is going to encourage more milk flow, more milk supply, which is going to encourage more hyperlactation issues. So just let your baby eat. That's it, right? Like that shouldn't be that hard, right? Like just let your baby feed. The following are ways others have found helpful to decrease inflammation and pain. Like I said, this goes off the new protocol. Apply ice, cold packs every hour or more often if it feels good. Remember, it's swelling. It's swelling. So just if you're doing ice packs, that is really enough. Like you don't have to do the massaging. The massaging is just going to make it worse. And that is going to come as a huge surprise to people because that's what people always thought they needed to do was to massage that area. But that is going to make it worse. It's just swelling. So consider using a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug like ibuprofen to relieve inflammation and pain. Um, and then can also you can consider using a pain relieving drug like acetaminophen as needed or Tylenol or whatever. So this is really hard because I have a lot of clients that don't want to take anything. Yeah. And I, I don't know what to tell them about that because I did have one mom recently who's had a really stubborn plug and, you know, pain with it. And she's been doing the ice and everything. And she said that she was taking Arnica. Um, and I said, and a leave. She was doing like alternating them both. And I said, is the Arnica working for you? Because I really didn't know. I don't know too much about it. And I didn't know if it helps with anti-inflammatory. I thought it was just a pain thing. And she said it was supposed to help with anti-inflammatory. She goes, but it really was not helpful at all. And she goes, the only thing that really helped was the Aleve that I was taking. Mm, so mm-hmm. I, I understand that. And she's got a three-week-old baby. It's perfectly safe. Perfectly safe. So my message to you is like, if you are dealing with this stuff, sometimes you do have to take something. Sometimes you just have to. And I know people don't want to, but it is really helpful to use something that is going to help with that inflammation because that's what it's doing. It's not like masking the pain or anything so that you have to keep taking it forever. It's to reduce that inflammation in the breast. So a lot, you know, ice, ibuprofen, that's really what they're saying. And and I've, you know, I've told other professionals, like, I have a lot of people that don't want to take anything. So it is kind of hard to get around that sometimes. Um, you can consider taking lecithin supplements. Like we've talked about that before on the podcast as well. Um, that, and I can put a link to Kelly Mom. Kelly Mom is what I usually follow when it comes to lecithin because she's got the dosaging, you know, the dosing there and everything. Um, but that, what lecithin does, and lecithin is just a supplement. It's safe. It's found in food. So, you know, all it does is reduce the stickiness of the milk fat. So it keeps the milk from sticking. And it just kind of keeps it flowing. Um, so it can be really helpful. If you're uncomfortably full, hand express small volumes of milk between feedings. Um, do not pump. Hand expression is definitely a better way to go. Deep massage of the breast can infl- increase inflammation and tissue swelling. Instead, using light sweeping of the skin and a very gentle touch like lymphatic massage techniques would would help you do. And links to like hand expression and lymphatic massage are in this La Leche League document that I'm going to be putting in the show notes. So this might be something that you, you know, if you're somebody who's prone to plug ducts, some people just get them, especially if you have an oversupply of milk, you might be getting them more. So it is something that you can like do a little bit 
to kind of get that milk flowing. This is also something that I would recommend for like engorgement. If you're full and uncomfortable with engorgement, instead of pumping, doing some light hand expression or lymphatic mm-hmm. massage. Because what it's what lymphatic massage does is it moves the fluid into the lymph system which helps to get rid of that fluid sooner, you know, so it kind of helps everything to like keep moving. Wear a well-fitted supportive bra can help you help things be more comfortable. Um, They're saying here that you can take uh, probiotics, which help to reestablish the microbial balance in your body. Um, There's not a lot of research about that. There's been a little bit of pushback on that, but that's what they're saying you can do. Um, Nipple blebs. So what a nipple bleb is, if you've ever had one, sometimes they can come along with a plug. So a nipple bleb is like that white bump on your nipple that um, almost looks like a pimple. Yeah. And they can be pretty stubborn. Like they can be like, and they're painful. So if you're kind of like trying to latch a baby and you've got a bleb on the tip of your nipple, like that can really be uncomfortable. So what you can do with those Talk to your healthcare provider about applying a topical steroid cream to the nipple. Lethicin treatments help with that too. So sometimes they'll like try to lance them or go Mm. in there with a needle, you know, kind of thing. But you can do like topical steroid cream. And the idea behind that, like hydrocortisone or something like that, like talk to your provider first because I'm not supposed to be giving you that information. But you can even say to your your provider, hey, can I use a, a steroid cream here? Because that will decrease the inflammation because a lot of that bleb, that's inflammation in the nipple. So you can do ice packs right on that nipple if you want to. You can do, um, they're saying a steroid cream because that will help to reduce inflammation in the nipple, which will help that. And then lethicin to help the milk flow. They're saying avoid saltwater soaks, castor oil rubs, and other topical products on your nipples and do not try to open the blab. And one of the things with opening the blab is that that can cause like scar tissue and stuff like that. So we don't want you to do any of that stuff. I do know people that have said that they have done like um, saline soaks with their haka to to remove a plug. Um, you're oh. not supposed to be doing that, I guess. I don't know why. You guess. You're just... <laughs> I know that's what that's what they're saying that that should not be happening that should not happen at all um and that the rate of the way people handle it with the massaging and all this other stuff that they're doing really is just too much when all you need to do is ice and ibuprofen um the other thing too is that like how we were saying the inflammatory mastitis, you might have all the symptoms of of an infection, but it might not be an infection at all. So what you can do is treat it with the ice, ibuprofen, acetaminophen, whatever, for 24 hours. If it's not better, then you can look into doing antibiotics, but give it 24 hours first to see if what you're doing of the consistent you know, maybe some lymphatic massage, um, some ice, some ibuprofen, feeding the baby and see if that is enough to make things start to be better. And if it's not, then you can go into seeing, you know, if you need antibiotics, don't rush into antibiotics the first thing you do, because that might not be necessary. You might not need them. Um, what was I going to say about that too? There was something else I was going to say. About antibiotics? Well, I mean, about just mastitis as a whole, like it just, it's not always something that you need that 
antibiotic treatment for. Yeah. I know? think people really panic. They're like, oh my God, there's an they infection do. in my boob and oh my God, it's going to fall off. And I, you know, it's, and it sucks. Yeah. So it's like, I want to get this over with and dealt with as soon as possible. And one of the other things that I've heard them say too, is um, that a lot of these symptoms are also can be driven by anxiety. So (laughs) that's not fair. I know. I know. I agree. These are doctors. So that are saying it sometimes where they say, you know, this could be like, if it's a, if it's a parent that's super anxious, postpartum anxiety, she gets a plug that could cause, you know, some of the symptoms of like fast heart rate and, you know, things like that. Um, They also say that that infection, like true bacterial infection doesn't come on overnight. That's something that, takes a little bit longer to happen, which is why we say, you know, give it 24 hours of ice and ibuprofen and see if that takes care of it for you. And don't panic when you, when you get a plug because people do like, I do get people that are like, Oh my God, I got mastitis. I had somebody a long time, like demand a refund because they got mastitis. (laughs) I was like, I didn't know that was going to happen. Demand a refund from you? Yeah. I had to give them their money back from our consult (laughs) because they were so pissed that they got mastitis <laughs> and it was my fault, I guess, because <laughs> I was supposed to see the future. Yeah. How are you I was supposed to control whether people get mastitis or plug ducts or whatever. How is that? Oh my God. Uh, that's I insane. Guess I was, <laughs> yeah. I guess I was supposed to be able to tell them what to do to keep it from happening. Well, like, I, mean, I don't, you can't always, you I mean, nobody gets mastitis because they did something wrong. Right. It's not something, it's not like that. It really isn't. And it's not anything like, (laughs) man, you should put that in a disclaimer. Like I'm not going to give you a refund if you have one of the very common problems in breastfeeding. And of course I'm one of those people who like everything hurts my feelings. So of course, because I felt terrible, but I'm like, I didn't do this. Like how was I supposed to know? That's bananas. That's just bananas. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> I cannot believe you've never told me that. I know. That is know so it. funny. Yeah. No, that and that was a few years ago. That'll stay with me for a long time because that was I was just like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. No, and I remember I it just reminds me, which is not related at all, but I'm gonna tell the story anyway because it's funny. Um, you know, Rebecca Miki, we talk about her, right? She's the sleep oh, consultant. The sleep, yeah, the sleep girl. The person yeah. that I worked with. Um, and she was like I can't remember what we were talking about, but she was like, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, I feel like I, maybe I should offer like a money back guarantee, you know? And I was like, don't do that. You have no idea what people are doing in their houses. Like they could say like, yeah, we did everything that you told us to do. And it's still, you know, we're still very happy, unhappy and we're having all the same problems because you don't, you can't watch them all the time. You don't know what they're doing. Right. I feel like that's the same with, anything else that like I understand like refunds on something that didn't work but like you don't know what people are doing right you don't you have no idea like you could tell them you you know do this 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 and this and they don't do it and they're still having a problem and then they want to blame somebody right like somebody right. has to take the blame and I mean, it's I guess, just yeah I get it but like <laughs> yeah it's oh, I mean it makes you definitely funny. like you know, I've heard people do that with sleep training too, that they've gone back to the sleep trainer and been like, this isn't working. 
And I had a discussion, we're not going to turn this into a whole sleep conversation, but I did have a discussion about this with somebody recently who said that they were probably going to be starting sleep training soon with their baby. They were, you know, they understood that they should wait till after four months and, you know, do it. And I'm like, and they were following a certain program or they were planning to follow a certain program. And I was like, you know, babies sometimes don't respond to this stuff. So you might, you know, you might end up at that not working for you. So it's kind of like... Right. I mean, if you just want your baby to sleep solid 12 hours at night and you hire a sleep trainer for that, like, well, good luck. That might not happen. Right. I mean, it just might not happen. Um, Just like I could tell you everything in the world, I could tell you all these things and maybe it'll still turn into bacterial mastitis and you'll have to get an antibiotic. Like I can't yeah. predict that that's well, going to happen. You just said that. You said yeah. try this first and then if that doesn't work, then back. I'm like... We're telling you yeah. what to do with problems. We're not telling you you can magically take your problems away. Yeah. I mean, some like of them, it really, It's, you know, it's really, because <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't see your baby feeding. I don't know what's going on there. Um, it says here too, which I think is interesting. Many patients experience breast fullness or palpate normal lactational glandular tissue and misinterpret this as plugging. They should be reassured that lactation, lactating breasts can feel lumpy at times and even painful. Although this is uncomfortable, it is not abnormal. Patients should be educated about early postpartum hormonal shifts and low estrogen state that predisposes patients to sweating, hot flashes, and may, that may mimic fevers. Um, and patients should also be reassured that infection does not develop in the period of several hours. The pain and redness they may experience in mornings after a long stretch of sleep represents alveolar distension, edema, and inflammation rather than infection. And I think that's a really important part. I mean, that I think that's important to know because sometimes you can wake up and go, oh my gosh, I woke up with this plug and blah, blah, blah. Maybe your baby slept a longer, longer time. Maybe, you know, you've been doing more pumping than actual breastfeeding and it's altering your supply and causing, you know, some inflammation in the breast tissue. Um, that doesn't mean that it's an infection. It means that we need to address it and you know, watch it, but it doesn't mean that it's automatically an infection, but we do panic. We absolutely like absolutely panic when, when you get a plug and people are like, Oh my God, if this turns into mastitis, I can't afford to be sick. Oh my God, what am I going to yeah. do? Yeah. Um, I don't have time for this, but if you're, tr and then they say, Oh, I got went on about antibiotic and it, it was fine. Then I was fine. Well, yeah, because it was within 24 hours or 48 hours of the plug coming down. So was it really the antibiotic that fixed it or was it just time that yeah. did it? It just clear up. Yeah. So I, like I said, within, you know, 24 hours, take 24 hours of ice and ibuprofen. And I, if you're, and this is hard because if you are a parent that is at work every day, you might not have time to sit there and ice your boob every hour, you know, yeah. like, but do what, do the best you can, you know, do the best you, you can, can get, with it. Do you know those, um, they are funnily enough called boo-boo buddies, boo-boo, like a, you know, an, uh, an injury. But they're oh, like these cute. little circle um, ice pack things and they're for kids and then you put them in the freezer and you just have them there or whatever. But that would be perfect. Like oh, yeah, if you did have be... to go to work, you could just stick one in your bra and that would be um, great. Have that. Um, and like I said, give it 24 hours. If it's not better in 24 hours, then you can start an antibiotic. You could even have it if it makes you feel better, have it on hold. You know what I mean? Like have them call it in for you, but give it, give yourself a good 24 hours or so of trying to treat it. Um, some mastitis progresses to a more serious condition called an abscess. This is where fluid collects at a well-defined area of the breast and becomes infected. 
in this case, surgical drainage becomes necessary. I can honestly tell you that in the however long I've been doing this, 15-ish years or whatever, I've never, I've only seen this happen maybe twice, maybe three times. Like it is not common. So I don't want people to worry that, oh my God, if I don't treat it, it's going to become an abscess. This is like the drastic yeah. end. Everything in the medical world has a drastic end, right? Like has yes. a drastic side of things. And it's the first the thing that comes up on Google. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Google like, you know, plug duct. It'll come up like death. You know, you, yeah. you're abscessed and, and death. And this, I mean, in the situation that I'm thinking of where I saw it, where it was really drastic, um, she had been really given bad, bad care. Like it was just bad care overall. Um, and it was just awful. And she ended up like switching providers and everything. They really just did her dirty. It was terrible. Um, but basically what's happening in the breast, um, just like your baby's gut, your breasts have a microbiome that works best with the right balance of microorganisms. Antibiotics and hyperlactation, too much milk, can disrupt that balance, resulting in inflammation and disruption of the milk microbiome. Um, so the antibiotics, I mean, we know like this could be a situation where maybe your body was on, maybe you're on antibiotics during labor, you know, um, maybe you're on antibiotics for something different and then it developed into, you know, a mastitis situation. We've seen that happen too. Sometimes you can't help it, but then treating it with more antibiotics, it's like, oh my God, like we're just, I don't know. It's just a lot, you know, just a lot of, of stuff. And, and honestly, like antibiotics for people that don't like to take ibuprofen or something like that, I, antibiotics is harder on your baby. When you take antibiotics, that goes to the baby too. And it's very, very safe, but we know that antibiotics can be hard on your gut and that can do the same to a baby. So yeah. Just kind of keep it in mind. If you're somebody who doesn't like ibuprofen, don't want you don't want to take ibuprofen or anything like that. If you end up needing antibiotics because we ignore the rest of it, that's going to be hard on your baby too. So I would go the route of I would go the route of ibuprofen before you take the antibiotic. Um, too much milk, hyperlactation. If you produce more than your baby needs, you are more likely to experience inflammation that can lead to disruption of the milk microbiome. Hyperlactation can be caused by frequently pumping more milk than the baby is taking to build up a freezer stash, for example, or by regularly pumping until the breasts are empty. This itself can lead to narrowing of the milk ducts and inflammation, which can lead to further disruption of the milk microbiome. If you are separated from your baby or are exclusively pumping, aim to produce only the amount of milk your baby needs and not more. It's important that pump flanges fit well, so pumping is comfortable and milk flows easily. Flanges that are the wrong size, suction that is too high, and pumping for too long can all cause damage to the nipple and the breast tissue. So what they are saying here too is um, <sighs> pumping more than you need is not should not be the goal of life. and. I feel like we all aim to pump more than we need. Yeah. Because that's what social media tells us we should do, right? Like pump yeah. these huge bottles of milk. Um, and when we say to you, pumping two to three ounces is enough because your baby's probably only taking that much at a time. That's, we're serious about that. We're not just telling you that to make you feel better. Like that is enough. You shouldn't be pumping more than what your baby needs. So trying to like, level out that pumping, which can be really 
a mind changing, mind altering thing for some people because people sometimes really do use pumping as like a safety net, right? Like, oh, I've got all this milk backed away in case something happens. And I did that too. Like I didn't have a lot. I was home with my baby, but I was home with Nathan. So I like pumped and I had milk in the freezer, like just in case I was like, what if I get into a car accident? Yeah. I've got milk there. And that's how we all live, right? Like we all live going, oh my God, what if I need it? But it can, it can have its own, you know, detrimental effects too. So, so yeah, so that is basically the new protocol. I mean, there's more to it than just the plugging, but I definitely wanted to focus on that because that is the biggest issue that I see is that people get plugged milk ducts, don't really know how to handle them. And then, you know, kind of worry about the, worry about it turning into mastitis. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's it. I'm going to link all this stuff so that if you're interested, you can read more of it. Um, you can read through it, you know, just more than just kind of what I picked and choose. Um, like I said, the, the protocol itself has got some cool pictures if you like that stuff. So <laughs> It's got pictures. It's a picture book. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's it. Or maybe I know we have a lot of like lactation professionals that listen to and nurses and stuff like that. So you might be interested in like actually reading the protocol itself. So um, I just wanted to put that out there. So yeah, that's it. Speaking of lactation professionals, um, our Patreon has a uh, lactation professional um, specific live stream each month. Um, if you are interested in picking Diane's brain and um, getting for more information for yourself when you're working with people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That'd be great. So uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.